0: Conversations. How many of you remember meaningful conversations you've had? Perhaps it's with a parent who shared insights with you about life. Perhaps it's from a teacher who provided wise counsel or instruction. Perhaps it's from a friend who gave you just the right word for the right moment. Or perhaps it's from a significant other who expressed undying love and devotion to you. These conversations become watershed moments that embed in our brains and burrow into our hearts, becoming signposts for our identity and our destiny. Have any of you thought about your conversations with God as one of those bedrock moments in your life? A divine word spoken that established your understanding of who he is and his eternal love for you? My adult son Jacob still recounts the time as a little boy when he was frightened of the dark and he saw Jesus stand at the foot of his bed and tell him, Don't be afraid. I'm here. In the many times life has been scary since, Jacob has recalled the moment with Jesus and his tender words of trust. What about you? Can you recall such an instance in your life when God spoke to you? I certainly can, for it began my journey with Christ, and for the first time my ears were opened to hear God talking to me. There have been times, ways, and places that He's spoken to me since, but that first time still stands out as monumental to my faith. In the New Living Translation, the words, the Lord said, appear 835 times, and the phrase, the Lord spoke appears a hundred and ninety-seven times. Add to this the number of times that God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit spoke, and you have almost 2,000 times that the Lord God Almighty communicated tangibly to His people over the course of recorded Scripture. And people inaccurately think that God is silent. Nothing! can be further from the truth. From the moment in Genesis when God said, let there be light, to the moment in Revelation when God said, yes, I'm coming soon, God has been speaking to us loudly and clearly. Jesus says to us a number of times in Scripture, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. He says this after John the Baptist's disciples have come to Jesus asking, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? In the face of their uncertainty, Jesus reminds him of the signs and wonders. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. Were not all of these the very things that the prophet Isaiah had proclaimed the Christ would do? The verses Jesus reads in the synagogue at the start of his ministry, declaring, the scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. Then the crowd, he says to them, who are you looking for? When... John the Baptist spoke to you. Is he not the one whom the prophet Elijah foretold would come to prepare the way of the Lord? Are you not willing to listen and understand, to see the signs of the times? Do you not know that the kingdom of heaven is forcefully advancing even though wicked men are attacking it? To his listeners, Jesus warns that you want to dance to your own tune, to play your own mournful dirges, and not pay attention to what God is saying and doing. He seems to be asking, do you know who I am? Do you know that your anointed one has come, your deliverer is here, or are you too busy with your own conversations to hear what I have to say? Jesus tells them this again in Matthew 13 when he shares the parable of the sower and the seed, telling the crowd to listen and understand, hoping they'll desire to search their own hearts and see if the seed of life has been eaten by birds, withered by the sun, choked by thorns, or found root in fertile soil. When the disciples probe him for fuller understanding of this parable, Jesus delights to explain the truth more completely, saying, To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. They will have an abundance of knowledge, but those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Jesus seems to point out that it is the desire of our own hearts to listen and learn that determines the measure in which the scripture is taught. After the parable of the wheat and the weeds, Jesus says this again, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. He has just told them that the Son of Man is the farmer who plants the good seed, but the enemy tries to plant weeds to choke out his precious seeds of truth. Yet Jesus proclaims that the righteous will shine like the sun in their Father's kingdom, suggesting we are meant to reflect the light of Jesus, as we see in John 8.12. Mark records Jesus saying something similar in his parable of the lamp on a stand. Jesus has already told his listeners about the farmer scattering the seed and advises them, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Then he follows it up with this parable. Would anyone light a lamp and then put it under a basket or under a bed? Of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light will shine. For everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open, and every secret will be brought to light. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. To this, Jesus adds, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you'll be given, and you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them in this parable jesus seems to be saying if we choose to hide the light of christ within us if we choose to embrace the darkness and flee the light we are then choosing to silence the voice of god ignore his instructions to live in the light as god is in the light refuse to have fellowship with each other and allow the blood of jesus to cleanse us from all sin we need to choose to turn our face toward God, to open our ears and minds to his truths and wholeheartedly embrace his instructions. Dr. Luke records the parable of the farmer and the seed in the same manner with Jesus in concluding with the same instructions anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. But he also includes this instruction in the parable of the builder who doesn't count the cost of construction, or the king attempting a battle without guidance from his counselors. This parable is a lesson on the cost of discipleship, and those who engage in discipleship but fade away are likened to salt that has lost its flavor. To this Jesus says, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand, imploring his listeners to be prepared for the challenges they will face in building the church and the persecution they'll face in the battle for souls he seems to be saying are you ready for what this will take are you able to bear the cost of what you'll have to do to follow me he asks this again in Revelation 13 after sharing the vision of the beast who will wage war against god's holy people warning of the persecution that is to come some to prison some to the sword Encouraging them that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently and remain faithful. Clearly, listening and understanding is not for the faint of heart. But the promises are overwhelming as we read in his instructions to the churches. Initially, he says bluntly, I have this complaint against you. But if they will listen to the Spirit and understand what he's saying to the churches, he promises to everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God, and encourages encourages them that the victorious, the overcomers will not be harmed by the second death and be given the manna from heaven, as well as a stone engraved with a new name, and receive the morning star, Jesus himself. Moreover, those with ears to hear and understand what he's saying will be clothed in the white robes of righteousness and will forever be citizens of heaven and sup with him and sit with him on his throne. It's amazing all that we'll receive for listening to the voice of God, understanding his instructions and following them. Are we tuned in today to his voice? Are we tuning out the harsh static of the world in order to hear the pure, sweet voice of our Savior? He's longing that we turn his way, open our ears to his voice, for he's always speaking to those who are listening. Amen, beloved. Amen.